702. The Political Desk. And that brings us to our next guest. As I said earlier, he presided over our years of plenty over this economy. Uh, former Cabinet Minister, former Finance Minister Trevor Manuel joins us now on the line. Good morning to you and thank you for your time. Good morning, Mongani. Good morning to your listeners. Of course, uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll start with uh, the elephant in the room. Uh, your party uh, speaking quite forcefully about comments attributed to you. Uh, you've said perhaps those were taken out of context uh, in a recent webinar where you were talking about uh, the state of South Africa and other issues, of course. Um, and, and really brings uh, into focus the conversation around uh, a lot of the missed opportunities which we all know about. And the reason for our conversation this morning is how do we begin to fix our broken country uh, in all the areas that it is not working? Um, it's not too late, is it? It's not too late. It can never be too late. I think that we've just got to be seen to be taking some clear, decisive steps uh, and deal with the problem. And the problem is that uh, governance is off the rails. And because governance is off the rails, the ability to deal with the major problems of poverty, uh, unemployment and inequality can't be dealt with because governance is the one mechanism you have and that is what's so broken in this country and has been broken for a long time. There are many reasons for why government uh, is in that mess, not least among them, I think, is uh, the, the weak state of uh, opposition politics in South Africa. The governing party has been able to make as many mistakes as it has because it doesn't have a serious challenger uh, to its authority. That's part of it. But also, Bongani, uh, it's quite important if you look at... Uh, uh, our constitution, it creates what uh, the experts call trias politica. And parliament needs to be separate from the executive, and parliament needs to oversee what the executive does. Yeah. And when I was a member of parliament and a member of the executive, I pleaded. Because 18 months went by without being asked a question once. Wow. So parliament, in its exercise of authority, is absent. Let me take the example of expenditure. The Public Finance Management Act in Section 32 requires of the Treasury, the National Treasury, to publish monthly reports of actual expenditure. It's published in the government gazette so that Parliament can use it to oversee what happens in, depart- in departments. Not a year later, not five years later, a month later. Uh, those reports are published. Why are they not used? It's those kinds of things that have allowed governments to break down in the way that it has. So, you know, there's a, a, many South Africans who are upset about, about uh, procurement issues, justifiably so, but part of it is that Parliament's not exercising its authority. One of the it's issues... There. It's there. One of the issues you raised in this webinar recently, you spoke about how uh, it's difficult for members of legislatures uh, to go after the executive when it's those very senior people within parties who will ensure their political futures. It's a yes and no, because the context was important. It was, uh, we're discussing the German social market economy, and Germany, like South Africa, has essentially a proportional representation system. But Parliament doesn't flinch in its responsibilities. Moreover, we have an Auditor General, but uh, in Germany there is a federal uh, court of audit. So you're not going to mess around because you go straight to court. Uh, it exists in the same way as during 2010, 
We had emergency courts dealing with particular issues. You have to do those kinds of things to ensure that people don't get away with uh, the, 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 the malfeasance that is all over uh, the three spheres of government. How do we begin to have such a, a robust system? Because even if you take the president's letter to the ANC that he wrote on Sunday or published on Sunday, uh, it acknowledges a myriad of problems, but also says that it's not his view that corruption is widespread amongst the membership and leadership of the party. There are many who look at that and roll their eyes and say, but hang on, your party uh, has become known for these problems and has become known as the party that doesn't deal with them. And even when people are accused of wrongdoing, they're still rewarded with posts in high office. Well, I think that you've got to take a few urgent uh, and drastic steps to deal with those issues. And, and some of them have been in the news just in the past week. Magomede uh, from Tigrini, uh, the so-called VBS2 in Limpopo, uh, uh, start somewhere, start somewhere, close the loop on what we've seen on Estima Dairies. Close the loop, get to the people behind it. Uh, don't go after individuals in this case, but go after the crime. It's fundamentally important that the NPA be assisted to deal with it and that the police put together competent cases. Public impatience with the delays uh, in arrests, with the delays in prosecutions of people such as uh, you've uh, alluded to now is growing. But at the same time, we have to accept part of the project of the last 10 years, or at least under Zuma, was the hollowing out of the state's capacity to do exactly what you're calling for. That's exactly it. And this is a point that, that I was raising you know, in 1994, there was something. We had to build off it, and frequently that was a very insecure base, but you had to build something different. So SARS started with nothing. Uh, uh, many wealthy people in South Africa didn't pay taxes, and you needed a revenue service that was capable of going after people. And up until the Zuma administration came into being, that was certainly the case. And SARS collections were the thing of wonder. You look at the South that uh, uh, Edward Kisvet, the commissioner, inherited last year. It had been completely disemboweled. Same for the NPA. You can go after institution after institution, and that is the problem. So you don't start at the point at which Jacob Zuma became president in May of 2009. You actually have to go back much, much further, and that's the difficulty. That's a governance difficulty. And because governance doesn't work, our ability as a nation to provide for those who are most vulnerable and most in need of public services uh, cannot be attained. If you look at COVID-19 graft, I mean, now the special investigating unit says that it's investigating um, cases that could amount to as much as 6 billion rand, 648 of them. The alleged theft of funds set aside to fight this pandemic is surely a stain on our nation's soul. It's a massive stain, and I think that we mustn't spare those who are involved in stealing because they're stealing from the weak, they're stealing from the ill, they're stealing from people who are most in need. They, they might appear to be stealing from the state, but they're actually stealing from people who are most in need. And I think that we must call this out properly and ensure that justice is seen to be done and swiftly as well. Is Ramaphosa the guy? Is he the man for this moment? 
Look, uh, there, there is no other. There is no other, and we have to back President Ramaphosa in his endeavor to root out the bad people in the African National Congress, and we have to ensure that governance is returned. Because if you look across the political spectrum, you're not going to find another party that presents anything that comes remotely close to the ability of the African National Congress, and that is why I think we have an obligation to root out the bad people. But they're not going to go out without a fight. I mean, we've got people in the last administration... Uh, sorry, I, I was going to... sitting in the pound seat. It's, uh, seat's life is yeah. too cushy for them. You, you only have to look at the parking lot to understand just how cushy life is for them. We have to ensure that they are removed from office swiftly. And those who have, uh, who have a case to answer must actually get to court quickly. Many of them are sitting in Parliament. We've got members leading portfolio committees who are out on bail. I mean, the Zandila Kumede thing is the latest, but there are others. Uh, there's a list of, uh, of, of rogue former ministers who are in positions of authority, if not in the National Assembly, even at Lutuli House. Uh, I mean, are we not asking the impossible, in other words, of the president? It's easy enough to say, get rid of them, but how? You see, and this is, this is the point, Mungani. You know, uh, the National Development Plan, there's a chapter, chapter 13, which is about building a capable and developmental state. It has to be both capable and developmental. It's completely untouched. Uh, it's, it's as good as new. It's got no miles on the clock. Take it and implement it. The president knows he was deputy chair of the planning commission that drafted this. He understands this very well. Implement that. And the key recommendation is you've got to reconstruct the political administrative interface. And when ministers get involved or purport to get involved in investigations, you've got this thing badly wrong. You need a capable administration who goes after people, and the the people involved in that administration need to be spared uh, the the responsibilities of political office. Trevor Emanuel, thank you very much for your time. Former cabinet minister there, I wish we had more time. I mean, essentially the message there is Mr. President and everyone else in Parliament, do your job.